What is it that makes some experiences so memorable that they really touch us and make us want to tell our friends all about them? And how can we tap into this power to create meaningful, memorable experiences for those we serve in our churches, businesses, and even in our family? We'll talk about that in this episode of the More Than a Pastor show. Let's get started. Hey, what's up? Rich Avery here with the More Than a Pastor show. Hey, thanks so much for joining me today. This is the show where we help you take your skills, experience, and ministry know-how and leverage them into sustainable income outside the church through a business or a side hustle that's right for you so you can serve God and provide for your family no matter what. Hey, again, thanks for joining me. I'm really glad you're here today. Hope you're doing well and having a great week. Uh, This week, it's um, the Exponential Conference in Florida. Well, I know they don't call it a conference. It's a gathering or a community. I've been uh, to Exponential uh, Live on a few occasions uh, in person. Uh, This year, I'm staying home and watching the live stream of a lot of those uh, main sessions. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I always enjoy Exponential. And actually, uh, I got the vision for More Than a Pastor uh, from Exponential uh, back in 2020, uh, right before the world shut down, uh, before the COVID lockdowns and all that. And I'll, I think I'll talk about that next week on the show, so be sure to look for that episode, uh, some of the lessons I learned from Exponential, and uh, how that helped me to to get a vision for what I think is the co-vocational future of the church. But anyway, if you're new to the show, you can learn more about me, get the show notes for today's episode, and download some free resources if you need help in growing your income and building financial security. You can get all that over at my website, and that's morethanapastor.com slash 47 for episode 47. Have you ever had an experience that was so memorable that it really stuck with you long after the event, and it was something that you wanted to tell other people all about? like what it meant to you or what had happened to you or or just how the event went. What makes uh, an experience memorable? I think an experience is memorable because of how it touches us or how it speaks to us in some way, and, and that lives long after the initial experience, or also how it motivates us to take some kind of action And the action could be as simple as just telling others about it, or maybe it motivates us to take some other kind of action in our lives. Sometimes memorable experiences just happen, like uh, when our whole family went on a camping trip uh, like 15, 18 years ago or so. Uh, We went up to northern Michigan. Our kids were small at the time, and we had a tent and a pop-up camper that we borrowed, and it rained and it rained, and it rained, and so we couldn't play outdoors. Everything was muddy all around us. We did get out and go for a drive for a little bit, but it wasn't so enjoyable for for any of us. Um, So we basically just hunkered down in the camper, and we played games, lots and lots of games, and we read lots and lots of books that we brought. And so that event, it wasn't necessarily super enjoyable at the time, but it definitely was a memorable event that that we still talk about uh, every now and then as we as we talk about family memories that we had. It the event uh, created an experience, 
And it was something that uh, is still memorable that people still talk about years after it happened. But memorable experiences can also be created. And certain businesses like Disney or Apple, they're famous for how they create memorable experiences for their customers. And I've just been wondering lately, how would our families, our churches, or even our businesses be different if we could get better at creating memorable experiences that build deeper connections between us and the people who we're trying to serve? Well, this past weekend, I attended the West Michigan Home and Garden Show. It's an annual expo at our convention center in downtown Grand Rapids, um, this The huge exhibit halls are filled with booths and displays hosted by dozens of different companies. There's landscapers, home remodelers, home improvement companies. There's um, contractors to build new homes. There's, there's the hot tub and the pool guys. There's home improvement products and things that are on display or, or uh, lawnmowers and things like that that are for sale. But one of the biggest things I love about this event is that no matter how bad the weather might be on a March weekend in in Michigan, uh, it's often cold and rainy or snowy or sleety, no matter what it might be like on the outside, it's always uh, feels like spring on the inside because a lot of these landscape companies actually create beautiful landscape designs right there inside the building. And so as you walk in, you encounter some beautiful gardens and there's there's wood chips and there's uh, stone uh, retaining walls and there's uh, stone pathways and, and there's a little hill maybe and there's some trees and shrubs and there's lots and lots of flowers and maybe there's a water feature. And uh, even one landscaper built a beautiful uh, mini putt course in the uh, convention center there. So it just looks and smells like spring. It just does my heart good and my spirit good to feel like spring is on the way after uh, a very snowy and cold winter that we have had. In addition to the different displays uh, that you can walk through and, and, and see, or the different booths that a lot of the different businesses have, there's a few event uh, stages. And these are stages where experts are on hand to do demonstrations of some kind. And that's everything from cooking demonstration to DIY remodeling. Uh, There's landscaping. There's a flower demonstration, home organizing. You know, you get the idea. It's things like that. And one of my favorite things to do is to sit in on the cooking demonstrations because, well, you get the free samples, of course. And this year did not disappoint because uh, there was a husband and wife chef team, and they were cooking elotes, which is uh, Mexican street corn, and uh, pork or carnitas tacos, and they were both on point and amazing. So I was super glad to have been there, and, and they had a, they did a great job uh, doing their demonstration and showing us how easy it was to do, and then they even gave us the recipe afterwards, and we got to taste it and enjoy uh, how flavorful the stuff really was. I sat in on another demonstration that I didn't really expect to appreciate as much. And this was a flower arranging demonstration. And it was hosted by a famous local guy who actually has his own show on PBS and it's nationwide. And he also has a national and an international following. And his name is Jay Schwanke. 
and his TV show is called Jay Schwanke's Life in Bloom. Have you ever watched it? I have caught a few episodes um, just recently because I saw him do this demonstration and it intrigued me. And so I've actually recorded it now on my DVR so I can uh, watch him uh, whenever I can, uh, maybe once a week, or I can even binge watch a couple of episodes all at once. But to be honest, I was surprised at how simple Jay made it look to make your own cut flower arrangements from flowers in your own garden or yard or flowers you picked up at a, at a local farmer's market or even bought them from a local store. He actually made me believe that I could do it myself. And that completely surprised me. It seemed like, you know, flower arranging is for the experts. You got to have that flower foam stuff. You've got to know which flowers go good together. You have to cut them just right, get them all the same size and all that. But he actually made me believe that I could do it myself. And that totally surprised me. One thing that was really cool besides was how after he made these cut flower arrangements, he would give them away to someone in the audience. And he had, um, I don't know, he probably made like five or six different arrangements during the live demonstration. But he also had a lot of different bunches of, of various flowers. I think there were probably flowers that he was going to pull from to make his arrangements. So he just had a bunch of flowers on hand. And so with each each creation that he made, he would give it away to someone in the audience. But then he also had these extra flowers that he gave away as well. And so he probably gave away 15 uh, to 20 uh, different uh, bunches of flowers to different people. So 15 to 20 people got free flowers to take home. And for me, the experience wasn't just about the fact that he gave the flowers away, but it was really how he gave them away. I could just tell that Jay really delighted in his craft of showing us how easy it is to make flower arrangements. But he was equally excited about selecting which person should receive this one that he created and which person should receive that one. And so it was just interesting to kind of see him light up or other people light up as he was creating things and or if someone asked a question that he would want to reward them with a flower. So it was kind of cool that um, he made a connection with each person uh, in in the uh, who, who was in the audience. Uh, there was like a personal connection with with each of us. And so as I was watching him, I began to think, this guy is creating a memorable experience. And I began to really pay more attention to what he was doing and how he was doing it. And I came up with five things, uh, five takeaways that that, uh, I observed from him for how we can create more memorable experiences for those we serve. Uh, The first thing I came up with was inspiration. You know, Jay helped me to believe something about myself that if he could learn how to uh, do a few simple techniques to arrange flowers, I could learn those simple techniques as well, and I could do the same. And he gave me confidence. He showed me how easy it is to arrange cut flowers and, and how awesome it is to add this kind of beauty to my home. And to be honest now, I'm convinced that I could even do it myself. And I'm committed. I want to do something here in the next few weeks 
Uh, as spring is coming our way here in Michigan, I want to do something to create a cut flower arrangement for my home. Okay, the second thing I observed is the importance of making it fun. Jay had so much fun creating these flower arrangements, and his energy and his excitement really rubbed off on everyone there in the audience. It was really contagious. And as I mentioned, Jay had just as much fun, not just in making the flowers, but in deciding who to give them to. And you could see each person when he said, okay, you, you're going to get this one. Their faces just lit up and they were so excited and we were excited for them. It was like we all cheered and celebrated as each gift was given and received. Uh, the third thing I learned is the importance of connection. Jay's generosity and his enthusiasm created a more meaningful or deeper connection between himself and the audience. And each gift that he gave, it, it just endeared us to him more. It just made us all feel good about him and about the experience. And we all had a deeper connection together because we were all part of this thing that he was doing. The fourth thing I uh, discovered was the, the power of intentionality. You know, it doesn't have to take or cost a lot to make something memorable, but it does take intentionality. And Jay made the effort to have all these flowers available for his show, way more than he needed to do the demo. But it made the demo so much more interesting and exciting because he did that intentionality, because he he was able to have so much to give away to everyone. And he made it interesting, he made it fun, and he gained many new fans, myself included, as a result. Uh, the fifth thing that I uh, observed was permission. Sometimes we have to give ourselves permission to do for some what we wish we could do for all. Jay couldn't give flowers to everyone, or I suppose he could have given like a single flower to each of us. He couldn't couldn't give arrangements to everyone, but he gave himself permission that it's okay to do for some what he wished he could do for all. It's okay to give away the ones that he had and to make it meaningful and special for those people. And somehow in doing that, it really did make it meaningful and special for all of us. We all felt good about the people that received the flowers. Now, I myself didn't get any. I feel a little sad to say that. No, just I'm just kidding. But he created a memorable experience that really rubbed off on all of us. And enough so that I'm here telling you about it now, even though I myself didn't get any flowers. Oh, have I, have I mentioned that already? So, after Jay Schwanke's flower arranging demonstration, there was another demonstration that happened uh, a few minutes later. And the next person to take the stage was showcasing an interesting product that he had created. It was a self-watering flower pot or uh, flower planter. And it was definitely an innovative product. And it was interesting. And it's something that I'd like to have in my own landscape. But the presentation was mostly information and not inspiration. The product was special and unique, but the presentation didn't really match it. And I don't mean to knock the guy. I'm just drawing that, that there's a distinction here between these two experiences. One 
spoke to me about the power of a memorable experience that can create energy, inspiration, connection, and loyalty. And then there's the power of a not-so-memorable experience, which is interesting, but not life-changing. And these two experiences caused me to reflect on how many times maybe have I been all info and no inspo? How many times have I been like all matter of fact, here's the information, here's the facts, ma'am, but not really giving the information in a way that's inspiring or that it is endearing or that makes a connection with people and, and, and draws them into some possible uh, next action steps. And it made me wonder what could I do this week to make something that's routine more memorable for someone else? I just uh, began to think more, how can I inspire someone and help them grow in their belief? How could I make something more fun? How can I deepen a connection? How can I be intentional about creating an experience and to do for someone that I wish I could do for everyone? Is there something I could do differently for you, the listener, to the show, for my guests or my coaching clients. So those are the things I've been starting to think of as uh, in the last few days after this experience. And I don't really have any grand answers, to be honest. I'm just starting to ask the questions myself. And while I'm at it, I thought I'd ask a couple of questions for you. Uh, first, has there been a memorable experience that has really impacted you in some way? And can you remember what made it memorable? And next, is there a way that you could somehow recreate the magic from that experience to create something that's memorable for someone else this week? It's definitely something I'm thinking about for myself. Hey, I'd love to get your feedback on these questions and this episode. You can email me at rich at morethanapastor.com. Or if you are not yet a member of our More Than a Pastor community on Facebook, I'd love to have you join. This is a community that we're building. It's a place where we can connect. People can ask questions, uh, get some feedback on some ideas they're working on, a place where we can share feedback on this episode. Maybe you think I'm crazy and have another idea that you want to share, or maybe you, you say, boy, yeah, this really spoke to me, and here's how. I'd love for that uh, Facebook group to be a place where we can get some feedback and be able to encourage and support each other on our journeys toward growing our income and building financial security. If you're not yet a member of our More Than a Pastor group on Facebook, it's free. You can join at morethanapastor.com slash Facebook. Well, that's it for today's show. Hey, before we go, would you do me a favor and hit like, share, or subscribe if you haven't done so already? Also, is there someone that you know that maybe ought to know about the More Than a Pastor show? Would you uh, take a moment and share that with them and let them know about it? Also, are there any topics you'd like to have me share on a future episode? Please let me know. Until next time, remember that you are more than a pastor. Saying yes to God's call doesn't mean we have to say yes to feeling stuck broke or unfulfilled in our life and ministry. Let's work together and create the life, impact, and income that you were made for.